You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, my name is Betsy Helmuth and I'm an interior designer in New York City and after a thousand spaces, I have a lot of tips I want to share with you. Today's topic is all about creative storage solutions because certainly in New York with small apartments and limited square footage, it's really tough to find adequate storage and you know, if you have off-season clothes, we have nowhere to put them. Unlike Indiana where you could put it in a box in your basement, we are stuck. And even if you do live in Indiana, I don't think your basement should be that full. Let's evaluate. So today we're going to talk about creative storage solutions, but my awesome tip of the day is that before you store, I do want you to edit because not everything that we have needs to be stored. Some of these things could go back to the universe. And by back to the universe, I mean trash or someone else. Uh, so what I do before I store is I make four piles. The first pile is my giveaway pile, things that I'm going to give to Goodwill or to a neighbor or to someone else who maybe it would have some use for. The second one is my throwaway pile, and that is just my back to the universe pile. Nice knowing ya, nobody else wants you either, time to go. And then the third pile is my deal pile, something I have to deal with. Maybe it's something I have to file, maybe it's something that's broken that I need to fix, need to put batteries in this. So it's my pile of projects that I need to deal with. And then the fourth thing, the fourth pile, is my pile to keep. Now this pile to keep is the stuff that I'm actually going to store. So that's the stuff we're going to be dealing with today, but I don't want you to store everything. Don't throw everything in those boxes. Don't throw everything in that armoire. I want you to be strategic. Don't keep all your crap. Now that you've got it edited, and let me just share something. I also have some crap. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to have a really hard time letting things go. Everything had a memory. Everything was really special. And then I moved to New York. And suddenly, it wasn't special enough to move to my next apartment. Suddenly, it wasn't special enough for me to be tripping over it when I was just trying to get to my bedroom. So I had to have a come to Jesus or whoever your higher power is moment and say, I need to change my ways. So New York broke me. And I think it's been really liberating. The less stuff you have, the less stuff you have to store, and also the easier it is to just flow through life. I only have things that are important to me, special to me, or that I'm really actively using. And it feels good. So there you go. Now let's dive in now that we've culled things and talk about the stuff we do want to store. So we have a lot of issues about where we should put things and where things get cluttery. And I have an issue from a caller who wrote me because she has no closets. That is rough. I mean, I see a lot of things, but no closets is a tough one. So Catherine, share with us your problem. Hi, Betsy. I don't have any closets in my apartment. And right now my clothes are on a rack and in a dresser. And I hate the way it looks. I'm also on a budget, but I'm willing to put in a little bit of money to create some sort of space for my clothes. Help. Storage in a bedroom is so important, and I feel really bad that you don't have closets. I get that. I do not like the idea of a rack in your bedroom. It kind of looks like Forever 21 meets, you know, your boudoir. So I really don't want it to look like a retail space. I want it to look like your 
wonderful soothing bedroom that means you're going to need an armoire because you need something for hanging and i don't want a tiny armoire that just holds some of the hanging but not all the hanging i want an armoire that holds your off-season coats i want it to hold those dresses i want to get all that stuff in there one big solution I would look at the Pax armoire from Ikea. Now, you guys know Ikea is 80% crap, 20% gold, and this Pax unit is a piece of gold. Believe it or not, a lot of my clients don't have closets or they don't have sufficient closet space. This is my go-to because it's under $1,000. You can totally pimp it out however you want, and it really stores a lot. So I think the Pax is for you, Catherine. It is a six to a thousand dollar investment, six hundred, I mean, uh, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to visually save that space. I can feel it now. And you also might want to consider a dresser. And when I'm talking about dresser, I am not talking about something with tiny, thin drawers. I want deep drawers. Now I know you're on a budget, so let me give you another piece of IKEA gold because. A good dresser is expensive typically. For a good dresser whose drawers open with ease and that's really going to last for you, you're going to need to spend upwards of $800. Uh, even crate and barrel dressers are sometimes questionable. They have some good ones, but you can even spend the big bucks and not get the quality you're looking for. That's the bottom line. So let me share with you two that I love at Ikea. Again, we're going to that 20% gold and we're looking at the Hymnus dresser. Now I can attest to this one because I own it and its drawers are so deep and the quality is so good. Little asterisk, uh, Ikea's quality is only as good as the person who builds it. So hire someone to build your Ikea. Uh, there we go. And so that's what I would recommend. I also like their mom dresser, but it's got a more modern look. And so there you go, two options for you. Now, a lot of people look under their bed for some storage, and I want to talk about this because this is a problem. You know, it's really bad feng shui. You might not be into feng shui, but it's a time-tested sort of tradition of how things flow best in a room, and so I don't want to anger the gods. I'm just going to go with it and say that you should not store things under your bed. Now, that's very aspirational. Most of us in New York really need that storage space. So if you are going to store things under your bed, you don't have to tell me and you can just follow these simple rules. The first rule is that whatever you put under there needs to be tidy because all that energy comes up from under the bed and goes up through your mattress and affects your sleep. So if you do put off-season clothes there, make sure you fold them. If you do have those kind of sliding cubbies with your shoes, make sure they're neatly in place. This is not a place to put your back taxes. This is not a place to put anything that stresses you out or anything that's super cluttery. And the other thing is, I don't mind putting things under there that are soothing to me. So I have some clients who like ski or have surfboards under the bed. Bring that cool vibe up to your sleep. You know, you'll dream about the slopes. I love that. Love that. So if you have to use your bedroom storage, use it wisely. The other place that I really think you should have good storage. Now, Catherine, you didn't ask about this, but I'm just going to share with you. The most important place for good storage is your entryway because it's the place you come in. And if you don't solve your issues, mail, keys, shoes, right in that entryway, it's going to bleed into the rest of your home. That coat is going to wind up on your sofa. The mail is going to wind up on your dining table. I need you to have a console right away right by the door, a place for that stuff to go. Um, I take off my shoes, so I have a little cubby there with some shelving, and I have a tray on top of my console for the mail. I have a little hook for the keys. Everything has a place, so we all know where it goes, we all know where to find it, and it does not wind up on my dining table. So there's some entry storage solutions for you. Um, 
In terms of a dining area storage solution, you know, hutches are pretty passe. So I would look more at a buffet because a buffet can really move with you. So a buffet is like a long, low console. Um, and speaking of console, in your next place, it could serve as your entry console because it typically has doors or doors and drawers. It could also serve as a TV console in another apartment. So I love a buffet in a dining room should you be so lucky to have a dining room because it can really work with you and have different lives and different spaces. And in terms of storage in a living room, I want you to think about a TV unit. I know people like have aversions to entertainment centers and you're thinking back to the 80s and 90s when they were big, bulky, and tragic. But now they're more streamlined and I really love the idea of having all your media in one place. I also love the idea of, you know, typically the TV is a focal point in modern apartments, so it's what we're looking at when we're on the couch. So we could really incorporate some interesting things like picture frames with our books or little tchotchke with our DVDs. The key with your entertainment center is open and closed storage. So I want some exposed shelving to see those little tchotchkes and books, but I do want some doors. Some doors at the bottom so I don't have to see the Yahtzee game. I don't want to see, you know, your kids' Bambi DVDs. Do people still watch Bambi? Uh, I don't know. I'm dating myself. Uh, so there you go. So open and closed storage. If it's all closed, it looks like a storage locker. It's oppressive. It feels like Manhattan mini storage in your living room. If it's all open, I see too much. I don't want to see your wires. I don't want to see your PlayStation. I just don't. I don't. So there's a few tips on how to find some hidden storage and how to really maximize the pieces of furniture that you buy. And now for some design TMI. So this is the part of the show where I share something that's maybe less than high-end designerly about my own life and experience. And let me just tell you that I am on the struggle bus. My friend has a podcast called The Struggle Bus, and I just love that term. I am on the struggle bus with toy storage because my kids are constantly getting new toys. This Saturday is my son's birthday, and I am just quivering in my boots. I don't want him to get any toys. Isn't that mean? My husband's like, what should we get him? I'm like, nothing. His friends will get him things. I don't want any more things. So I'm constantly having to reevaluate. And the key with kids' toys is deep bins. Because I don't want to see those little bins where the toys are popping out of the top. You need deep bins. And by deep, I mean 14 to 15 inches deep. Because they're going to hold not only Legos and smaller toys, but you know, kids who are under the age of seven have chunky toys trucks and dolls and so you really need deep bins and ideally they'd go in that entertainment center behind those closed doors so keep in mind bins are your friend i have a bin addiction i just bought more bins pbt has such cute bins but really i'm an ikea bin junkie so there you go there's some tips for finding storage creating storage and doing storage right edit your stuff and store it away thanks so much for listening I'm Betsy Helmuth, and this has been Big Design Small Budget. If you want to learn more or if you have questions, feel free to email me an audio file or just a straight-up email at betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. Your question will definitely be featured on a future episode. I am here for you. And if you want to learn more right away, you can check out my book, Big Design Small Budget, on my website, affordableinteriordesign.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you soon.
so long Whatever made you think that this is where you belong Walking the streets like a 